Welcome back to this week's episode of The Rundown. This week's episode is brought to our listeners by Spalding Labs Fly Predators. Did you have too many flies last year? It's crazy to think about flies right now as we're sitting in negative five degree temperatures across the country. Um, But if you did, summer will be here soon and fly predators can fix that. Effective and easy to use, fly predators kill flies before they hatch, which dramatically minimizes your fly problem while saving you time. Now is the time to start thinking of this because this product is best used before the flies even start. So don't struggle with flies another season. Learn more about fly predators and other Spalding Labs fly control solutions at spalding-labs.com. All right, we are back to cover everything barrel racing and there's so much going on. I am Kayla Jones with The Money Barrel and we have Casey Allen with barrelracing.com here to um, try to cover everything that's going on. Yeah, I was... um we're used to watching a lot of events every weekend and this weekend was a bit of an overload. Not going to lie. Yeah. So the first thing that I was paying attention to this week was the international finals rodeo. That's the IPRA's finals. It was in Guthrie at the lazy E arena. Um, it is finishing up today with their final round of the IFR, but in terms of their world standings race, it was over after round one. Uh, Julie Plord is the French Canadian cowgirl who has like dominated this year. She's already over the $60,000 mark after winning the first round of the IFR when she locked up her world championship, but she's likely to cross the $70,000 mark, which as a former IPRA contestant, um, you know, it used to take like $10,000. I think the first time I made it, it took $10,000 to go to their finals. So to see that it's taking close to $20,000 and that girls are winning up to $70,000 in that association is just crazy to me. Um, but Julie won the first round. Emily Styles is a 17-year-old that is in contention for the rookie race. She's in the lead right now. She won the second round on a daughter of her aunt's stallion, undeniably debonair, That is Rhonda Casey Stallion out of Indiana. And then a former IPRA world champion, Kendall Scruggs and Melrose Chrome, who you guys might remember did well at the WCRA Stampede at the E last week. Um, They got the round win with the fastest time of the weekend so far. And I had, um, I said the payout incorrectly last week. It's paying just under $4,000 per round. Um, So a little bit more of that payout is going into the average from that increased added money. Um, they're also doing like best dressed awards every uh, for the IFR. They've been voting every day. So it's fun to see people get involved. The girls dressed up for the back number ceremony. Um, just a super cool group. We're going to have all those results at barrelracing.com, of course. Um, and right now, Wendy Chestnut and her great horse, Lucky. She's from Vermont. She's in the lead for the average. Uh, no surprise that horse is super consistent and knows what she's doing in Guthrie for sure. I am so thankful that we get to do this together because, yeah, there's like too many events to stick in one brain. Um, And there's just a lot of things we would miss if we didn't have each other. So um, it's fun to text Casey and be like, well, did you see the results of this? Nope. Thought that started tomorrow. But did you just see the results of this? Nope. Thought that was next week. So um, (laughs) we're trying, though. We're trying. Hopping over to the fraternities. 
Last week we mentioned it was going to be a big year for some junior sires and our Mr. Kelly's and Field of Stings proved us right this weekend. Once again, we kind of had the second weekend of Texas fraternities or Texas and Arizona fraternities going on. We had the Golden Buckle in Waco, Texas. This is the European partner to all the Italian barrel races that we've talked about before. And it was also the first Breeders' Challenge qualifier. The 37,000 added fraternity um, average title went to Michelle Alley on Lipstick in Stilettos, which is a 2020 Bay Mare by R.R. Mystikelly out of Sace Caress by Trey Sace. And this horse is owned by Heather Ann Mollier. She placed seventh in round one, won round two, took home the average title, was the slot race champion, and took home over $21,000, not including any Breeders' Challenge or open money. And then as I was looking, she also won the Breeders' Challenge fraternity qualifier, and I'm sure round two in that. So she added a few more thousand in her pocket. So super big weekend for Michelle. Round one was won by Jolene in that great mare, MCM Trace, a legacy we talked about last week. Looks like this is going to be one to watch all year long. Reserve in the fraternity went to Dale Long on Saul Good by Winner's Version out of Wild French Lady. That horse actually came from um, Vista Equine in Colorado. I knew I recognized its name, but now has kind of traveled through some owners and is owned by Bennett Lettle. They had two really good showings, and that'll be a fun one to watch too. Moving on to the Derby. Round one in the average went to Sammy Willoughby and SW the Bayou Bug, who also took home open race one and the open average, which earned them an invite to run in Italy at the Golden Buckle, which I think will be, I think it's like August, September timeframe. So um, really exciting for Sammy. This horse, SW the Bayou Bug, is by Sadie's Born to Perform out of Bayou Roan, and Sadie's Born to Perform is by Sadie's Frosty Drift out of Mini Two Shoes by Dash to Fame, um, one of those studs that's um, life got cut too short, Sadie's Frosty Drift. So, um, you know, cool to just see some different bloodlines come in the mix. Round two was a record-setting round out there. Brittany Tanazi first broke the Golden Buckle Arena record on Trace, Chase and Babe PZ, no surprise there. With a 15.655, and they ended up third in the average. But MG Seeger's fast lane and Brandon Collins decided they wanted the title and ran a ridiculous 15.493. I got to watch Britney's run. I didn't see Brandon's, but Britney's was as you know perfect as you could get. And then um, Seeger just comes in and lays one down. I know at the end of the year last year, I was like, oh, this might be Seeger's last Derby year. You know. Poor us not getting to compete against her anymore. Looks like that's not the case. She's Still only terrorizing. Seven. Yeah, she's only seven. So we'll be talking about her and Brandon so much. If you guys didn't listen to the Grant Little episode, Grant and Ray Little, we talked about her a lot. And um, just such a cool, cool team. And then the Reserve Derby champ was one that we've talked about before. KM Famous Sniper ran by Lily Loman. This was the first down French out of the Dash to Fame Mare, Dash to Fantasy. And they also took home the Breeders Challenge Derby title. So um, Waco, shout out to that team. I saw that they actually 
rearranged their schedule because of weather coming in. They ran the open Saturday night late after the Derby and fraternity was over. So people could get out of there because weather was coming in Sunday, um, you know, negative weather in Texas. So um, kudos to the producers willing to do what's right and safe for the contestants. And then hopping on over to the Greg Olson fraternity and Buckeye, um, a good friend, Hillary Hilsendegger, took the win at the Greg Olson on RS Bumblebee Sting. This is a Feel the Sting out of DC Patty Cat. She ran a 16.999 in round two to win it and won over 5,600 for the weekend. This was also Hillary's first 16 on a standard pattern, she said, and posted a video. We got to see a fist pump. I just love seeing a good fist pump for anybody that does it. So um, congrats to Hillary on that. Reserve went to Megan Cobb on Got In Good at Goodbyes by the Goodbye Lane out of a Shining Spark mare. Cassia's Shining Spark. Look at that. Round run. Cow cross. Imagine that. Um, so exciting to see. Round one was won by Callie Van Tassel on her concrete CVT Rocky Road with the 17.040. Kudos to these jockeys running 16s and 17.0s on paternity horses in January still. And um, second and third went once again to Lindsay Lindsay on her KG Do It For Fame duo, which I just think is so impressive. The Derby, we saw some pretty familiar names in there. Seely Pinkston on He's So Epic won the Derby by running a 17-2-7, followed up by a 16-8-0. Obviously, the round two champ with that. And then Jordan Knight on Dashing French Bell stayed solid running two 17-0s. They won round one, placed second in the average there. And she ran a 16-8-7-0 to be second in round two on her great gelding. He's a swift spider. So Jordan is tough no matter what horse she's on. Can we just talk about the next level that these fraternity and derby horses are on um, going back and forth, especially not just the fraternity domination like we've talked about, but going back and forth to rodeos too. Um, like Michelle Alley, the horse that she won the fraternity on at the Golden Buckle, she also took to Uvalde and Odessa and was running rodeos that week. I saw Marcy Wilson's name pop up at Uvalde. Like these girls are just going everywhere. Yeah, there's... It, no no rest for the wicked and it's just so so tough and so much fun to watch and speaking of another horse that has been going back and forth and terrorizing the derbies and rodeos um katie joe halbert in ms melania had a huge week um they terrorized the san antonio qualifier in uvalde the way that that worked was 10 contestants made it through to san antonio at the qualifier, there's only 50 girls that get into that rodeo. So it's huge for it to be kind of open to the world and for girls to have a chance to get in. But Katie won the first round. She was second in round two and won the average, taking home $9,749. So who's coming in through to San Antonio from that one? Katie Halbert, Jimmy J. Cox, Taylor King, Jody Miller, Andrea Busby, Ocean Velu. I hope I said that right. I try with my French Canadians. Taylor Carver, Alex Lang, Ashley Schaefer, and Ryan Padone, speaking of fraternity trainers, showing up. Um, and then Katie Jo Halbert also won Odessa, the Sandhill Stock Show and Rodeo, for just under $6,000. So congrats to them on a huge week. I texted her a little bit this week. She was pumped up. I cannot wait to see the standings after 
the two last circuit finals wrapped up. Everything's in there. Um, it's, it's already a race to the finals. Um, because there are so many rodeos, I get to talk about one for just a little bit. Um, the Montana circuit finals. I don't think it got above negative 15 the whole weekend. It felt like negative 30, negative 40 in Great Falls. Um, whole new level of tough to those cowgirls. We were all, you know, contemplating and debating, blanketing, hey, water, bringing them in. And these girls were just out winning. Um, so kudos to them. Kayla Moykins went in leading the standings with 17,001 in 25 rodeos. And she did not leave it up to chance. She won all three rounds and the average, taking home $11,826, which is insane. That's like what it takes to qualify for some of these circuit finals. And then she goes and wins that. Um, she won it all. And I noted that she rode JM Pockets Double Dash and KN Fame's Best Yet to get to the circuit finals, but because of one of her really good mares was out, but she was back on Dash of Blue Sky to secure their title. That's a 2006 mare by Bobby's Dash to Fame out of Blue Sixes by Six Fortunes. And, you know, it was exciting to see her back on that. I think that's the mare that she won the 2021 college national finals on. So obviously this team has had a lot of success and they will be going to um, the NFR open. Ashley Day, we think held on to second in the year end. Her horse flash and dynamite one horse of the year. That's her good first moon flash horse. And then Heather Crowley on ain't she perfect was second in the average. You would think we would know for sure the order of year end average, second in the average, second in the year end. And who gets to go to the NFR open? But all we know is Taylor Moykins is for sure going, and we think Ashley Day. But I'm sure somebody will correct me anyways. For sure. And I know a lot of people, like, on Facebook, we put up a little post, like, hey, you guys doing okay? Um, a lot of people were wondering, like, is this even healthy for the horses to be running in those extreme temperatures? Um, but I saw somebody comment on there that the whole there's a warm-up arena that is heated and covered, and then right through to when they run is all heated and covered. So once they get those horses in there, and they start actually asking them uh, for some exertion. They were not outside. So have no fear. The girls were still taking great care of their horses up there. Um, let's talk about the other chilly circuit finals this weekend. Uh, not as chilly, though. Uh, it was my home circuit, First Frontier Finals, going on. And Brooke Klingers, one of the younger girls up there, her and French and Memories, um, believe they call him Charlie, got the win in round one. And then the Maryland lady, Jamie Fowler, got the win in round two on TR Blazon to Cash. He is owned by Ricky and Summer Moomau, another family from Eastern Pennsylvania up there. And Jamie actually ended up getting the average win. And so super exciting to see her get a chance to go to the NFR Open. And then Jody Colton ran away with the year-end title and also won round three at the circuit finals. Um this year, she won. She went to, I believe, 32 rodeos, um, kind of ran away with it there. She was on BB French Effort. That is the mare known as Solo. She has made the Southeastern Circuit Finals. She's won the IPRA World Championship. Um, that mare has been winning, I want to say, since I was in high school or when I first started college. And they are just a great team. Um, a lot of Eastern Barrel Racers know them. Uh, so congratulations. I know Jody is talking about going out west this summer, wanting to haul a little bit heavier. So I'm sure she's going to be pumped to head to Colorado. 
Uh, Denver is still going on right now. So we are following the results tracker on our website as that's going on. Lafayette, Louisiana is finishing up today and Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo kicks off this week. So we are full fledged into the winter rodeo season and things are just rolling in 2024. Yeah, this seems early for Fort Worth. Not that I've ever been and I shouldn't know that, but, um, you know, here we go. And we're some of these ones that stretch over weeks at a time. We're just going to recap them at the end because there are so many other events going on as well. Um, Casey, why don't you take us to the American Contender Regional Finals in South Point? You know, I'm not ready to go back to South Point. We spent two weeks there this December, but uh, everybody was back and was there for the Western Regional Finals American Contender Tournament. Um, Lisa Zakota and possibly Dynamite, who's by perfect possibility, a first down dash son out of Lena's Flashy Maiden by Daco Dynamite. Um, oh, hey, another running cow cross there. <laughs> we just keep picking them out. Um, they came down from Okotox, Alberta, Canada, to place second in the first round of the semis, uh, one round two to win the average, and that got them to the Saturday night finals where they won the clean slate round for a $10,000 payday, earning a total of $14,353. And they will advance, um, the top five advance to Abilene to the contender finals on February 10th. So they'll head there. And second was Kathy Grimes on her Blaze and Jetalina stud KG Jukebox Hero. They placed second in the clean slate round yesterday, as well as placing in the rounds an average for a total of 8,609. Darian Raupers and RSL I'm a Rockless Cat, Lake and Bice, and No Crime Tabe. And only, nope, No Crime Tabe. These registered names are hard, you guys. No yeah, Crime Tabe Unleashed. We're going with that. And Kelly Yates on her Fiesta knows she's famous. Um, that great horse she has been winning all the things on for years, all advanced as well. Also going on on the western side was San Diego in that crazy baseball stadium. So, Kayla, I'm going to let you talk about what went down at that inaugural event. Yeah, this is kind of one that I didn't really know much about it. And then we actually recorded a podcast with Carly Otero, who was one of the invites, um, the morning before the first round. So that's going to be one of our next podcasts coming out with Carly. And she kind of uh, piqued my interest on it. And I did some research. And this was a non-sanctioned rodeo. So not WPRA, not PRCA. Um, but it was put on by C5 Rodeo alongside the Outriders at Petco Park, which is where the San Diego Padres play. And as I was looking on it, you see an ad for a rodeo on the Major League Baseball website. And that is just really, really cool for our sport, um, especially in California. And they invited 12 girls, Taryn Lee, Nellie Miller, Kathy Petska, Stevie Hillman, Hale Gibson, Winda Johnson, Sue Smith, Jimmy Smith, Riley Crispin, Megan McLeod Sprague, Grayson O'Connor, and Carly Otero all got an invite. And this event paid out over half a million dollars total. It's actually still going on. Um, us recording these on Sunday sometimes. We have to cut them short, but we'll recap the rest next week. Um, Saturday night's perf was sold out. 
which is so cool to see. And our good friend, Sam Winslow Holmes, is a part of the production crew down there. And she shared a video of just the crowd in this baseball stadium loving the barrels. So loud and so many people watching. Again, just really, really cool for our sport. Round one was split between Kathy and Stevie for $3,000 a piece. Jimmy Smith, round one, round two for $3,500. And I'm not sure the exact format. I couldn't really find it, but it looks like the top eight and the average moved on to today's round, which will be two o'clock this afternoon. And that was Stevie, Jimmy, Kathy, Megan, Hale, and I'm sorry, is it Hale or Haley? Okay, I'm sorry. If you know how, correct me because pronunciation is not my strong suit. Um, sorry, Sue, Wenda, and Nelly all, all qualified back. So we will wrap this up on next week's rundown. Um, overall, getting you know public knowledge out there in all different type of avenues for our sport is a great thing. So um, what an event that C5 Rodeo put on, and you know always cool to see. Um, barrel racers in major football stadiums or baseball stadiums and selling it out. All right. Um, our editor is going to be mad that we are crossing the 20 minute timeline. So we will wrap it up. Don't forget about the stallion auctions going on right now. Obviously Colorado classic www.coloradoclassicstallions.com ends on January 20th, which will be Saturday night. Um, the VGBRA auction, which is the Valley Girls Barrel Race up in Walla Walla, well, it's Moses Lake now. Um, Moses Lake, Washington in April, that great fraternity. That is VGBRAStallionIncentive.com. They go into like that first couple days of February, but it is active and live. The Southwest Desert Classic Auction opens on January 15th. So as of when this will be live, it will be going. And that is www.swdesertclassic.com. And then the Cowboy State Stallion Auction is going on at cowboystatestallions.com. This incentive is under new ownership. And we are excited to see Sierra Schlinker get this program back to being one we can all trust and support um, she's putting a lot of work, a lot of her own money in um, to write that ship. And so we want to support her efforts, www.cowboystatestallions.com. And I think this auction goes to January 27th. So all of these are great ways to support these events, get auction or get stud fees at a discounted rate, um, likely. And, you know, they're just great, great opportunities for all. Um, anything else, Casey, to wrap this thing up? Just need it to get warm in Texas again. Yeah, we're uh, we're not going to see above like zero or negative five for the next 36 hours. So um, all of you fighting those temps, try to stay warm. And um, as always, thank you for listening. We'll have episode coming out with Carly Otero. We have part two of our Trisha Aldridge coming out on Patreon. So if you need more episodes to listen to to stay warm, visit our Patreon and... We'll be back next week. 